0: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Centra. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Centra, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Centra, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we've planned for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Centra. Assalamu warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And welcome back
1: again to Convert Central. Right now, we're actually in our part two uh, of our sharing with our director, brother uh, Kevin Sidik Lim. Uh, so whoever have not actually uh, listened to the part one, please do go ahead uh, and, you know, and tune into the part one where he actually shares a little bit more about his uh, Convert journey uh, and some very, very insightful uh, thoughts for that. Uh, so welcome again, um, brother Sidik. I just wanted to ask like a few questions about you know certain things that you actually shared uh in the previous episode. Uh firstly, which was actually, I think a lot of our you know, our listeners, you know, they have yet to take the lead, right? They have yet to to decide to to convert. And you were saying how, you know, the advice was to for for converts that, you know, or for yourself at least, that you actually rationally converted to Islam, but spiritually, you know, you had that. Much later. So, do mm-hmm. you want to share a little bit more about that? Why, why, what do you mean by that?
0: I think this is actually something that many converts do struggle with, um, especially after you have taken your Shahada, but you don't seem to fully believe in Islam yet. You feel like there's something slightly uncomfortable in your heart. How we attempt to simplify it is by giving it a few terms, right? A convert central. And we call it like the, the rational Shahada. Like you, you take your rational Shahada. You believe rationally that Islam is, is is the true way, true religion, nothing wrong in Islam that, that makes you feel uh, that Islam isn't a religion that you want to ascribe to. Believing rationally is different from taking a leap of faith. Because taking a leap of faith is more emotional and spiritual than rational. Because having faith means you might not know the outcome, right? And, and then for us, right, sometimes when we take our rational shahada, that's not when we also take our emotional and spiritual leap of faith into the religion. And for me, it was about one year apart. As I mentioned, I took my shahada in 2018 and we broke up in 2019. And that was when I really took a leap of faith into Islam, not knowing the outcome would be. And I just went in to to, to say that I want this. I want Allah and uh, how life can turn out for me. That was when I stopped to, I stopped, giving myself excuses for certain practices that I wasn't doing. For example, before, I, before 2019, I was like not fully fasting. I wasn't praying five times a day. I, was, I wasn't I was paying zakat because I was thinking, okay, no, I can be a Muslim that prays and, 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 and fast a little bit. But I'm not going to pay zakat because 2.5% is quite a big amount. And that was then me. Subsequently, after I fully emotionally and spiritually embraced Islam, right, I realized that it's not that it has to make sense for me to practice Islam. is that because I believe in Allah and hence I do my practices. That was the difference. Because before that, I had to have a reason why I don't eat pork. I had to find a reason why I wash my hands before I eat. I had to find a reason why I even eat with my hands. But after you take your shahada, you start to find that you realize about yourself that um, it's more about faith, that the creator that has created the religion, you, you trust in his attributes that he is the all-knowing or wise, that so much that you don't have to question it, question in a sense where you doubt it, it's okay to ask questions if you don't understand, but question in the sense where you doubt certain rulings when it was decreed for us to do so. You start to realize that you're, do, you're doing it because you love Allah, you trust Allah. And it's not like a day where like you just decide to and then you suddenly can do it. Or probably over like a period of time, then you realize that, oh yeah, no, now I'm, I'm like that. And that's when you can, you can safely say that you have taken a leap of faith. But of course, you can also choose to consciously just put your faith in the religion. For me, it was, was more conscious than, 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 than over time because I was dealt like a shock like, in my life. And going into Islam was the way uh, to get past that kind of uh, trauma. So that will be how I turn my own experience. So in essence, I think like how I came to the point where I rationally took my Shahada and believed in Islam was I I, I learned about what the Quran meant to Islam and Muslims. I had my doubts and questions about Islam and I attended classes to to clarify them. That's why I logically could make sense that Islam is there's an afterlife and it's Islam. How I came into this spiritual leap of faith was actually through the heartbreak and more of when I see people practice Islam and I see that how they themselves have absolute faith in Islam, it made me inspired to take that leap of faith. And and it's, it's always there's always an element of the leap of faith when it comes to religion. You will never fully rationalize your decision to become a Muslim. It's, it's 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 extremely tough because the, the very nature of religion it requires you to take a leap of faith. So that's that's how you would I would separate these two things.
1: Well, no, I think yeah, I think that's a very, very good point. Like, you know, Islam, it is it is a religion of rationality, right? You know, there is a reason why, you know, we believe what God does. But there are certain things in our religion that we will never be able to fully understand. You know, uh, you know, certain things, yes, there's like you know, scientific evidence uh, about it and all and that, that makes us you know strengthen our faith. But like you said, there is a certain aspect of a leap, right? Certain aspect of you know, you tawaqal, right? Which means like you you yeah. you you give your faith to Allah, right? You yeah. you surrender your, your your yourself to Allah. So I think thank you so much. I think that's a very Ah, uh, beautiful point. Um also in the previous episode, you know, you were saying that, you know, your 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 purpose in life has changed. Uh, you know, and actually, how, how do you feel that you know being a Muslim has changed your outlook on life? Right? Because you still go through, you know, when when anyone converts, right, they 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 feel like you know their whole life changed. Right. So explain to us how how do you feel that has happened, you know, in terms of like your work, in terms of your school.
0: um Everything changes. In, in, in short, once you let religion enter your heart, everything changes because your purpose of life changes. That's for one that would have a big impact on your life. I used to be a very money-minded person. Like My purpose in life was to make as much money as I could so that my family could be happy, I could be happy, and I thought that was my key to happiness. I mean, you understand... Allah and you understand that nothing, even not even money, could compare to what Allah can give us. Then, I guess that's when you change your, your your, your purpose, right? To become Islam and become, and become Allah. Then, you start to see that like there's more balance in your life. For one, you're not skewing your life to, to to just one aspect of a your life. You're not just only career minded or money minded, because you're you're essentially Allah minded when you align your purpose like that. And Allah minded means that you have to have that balance. Because Islam is preaching that balance in your life, that, that kind of balance in your in your work life, in your family life, in your in your relationships, in your friendships, and all, and that's that's how I actually see myself nowadays. Like i I feel like I'm quite different from most students of my age in SMU. Like, there's definitely, um, I, I can definitely you know, spend most of my time on like building networks, networking. Uh, going for career work- workshops and dedicate my life to that kind of uh, agenda. But I feel like because of Islam and because of purpose, I've, I- I'm seeking more of a balance instead. Make sure that I have enough time with my family, with my friends, with my community. But at the same time, I have to excel in my studies because I'm a student first and foremost. That's my role in, in, in life. And I'm not doing well because I'm craving the good grades, but because if Allah has given me this time, to dedicate into into studying right, so much time to studying right. Then, to worship Him is to is to also make sure that I use this time properly and to get good results in the meanwhile. So, uh, my life has changed in many aspects and uh, too too much to count. But overarchingly, it's really just a readjustment of readjustment of your life, uh, to just make sure that you're conscious of Allah in your actions, are.
1: Thank you, thank you for that. So, you were saying about how, you know, there's readjustment in your life, right? And a lot of, uh, I think, converts, you know, they feel that, okay, you know, I'm, I'm searching for something, right? I'm searching for for the truth, I'm searching for, you know, the right religion. And, you know, they, they feel that when they enter this religion, that everything is going to be easier for them, right? And, you know, with a lot of our conference sharing, we realize that that, that is not necessarily, uh, it's not how it is. So, do do you feel that, you know, since taking the first step, you know, since entering Islam, do you feel that your life has become, you know, quote-unquote, easier?
0: Certainly, in places, in, in certain aspects of my life, it has gotten easier. But in certain aspects, it's gotten much harder. Things that have become easier in my life is that I no longer have to make decisions that I don't have to make active decisions that put me in a very bad situation. Like, for example, like, before Islam, right, when my friends asked me to, like, do something that I might not uh, particularly think is good or, like, like try smoking or, like, go to the club, then I would always ponder whether I should or shouldn't then I make the decision. But now that I become Muslim, it becomes way more easier to to know that, okay, this is definitely wrong. There are a few explanations for it Then 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 you say no. Other things that become easier, you realize that, like, Your time is never empty. Like there's always things to do as a Muslim, and and you become happy because you are doing the things that you're supposed to do. So happiness comes not at bursts anymore, but rather you you sustain a certain amount of happiness for, for a long time. So that that actually is a very, very big thing that I really enjoy as after I became a Muslim, that I'm consistently happy because the way I generate my happiness changes. So things have become hard as well. Like for example, now you try to grapple with an identity of a Chinese Muslim. Conf- uh, Chinese culture might conflict with your religion and you need to chime in well with your Muslim community because you're in Singapore and they're the majority. That's one challenge that has become harder. At the workplace, it's tough to explain that you're a Chinese Muslim. You know, in social settings, it's tougher. You, you start to experience more uh, difficulty in, in practicing. Because you want at the same time as you want to practice more, you start to see that there are more challenges, and and it's the same thing, right? Because, uh, I think our Prophet Allah Sallam also mentioned something to the effect of that. Um, as we start to practice, shaitan is waiting in the path of Allah. So he they are described as waiting in the path of Allah because they they mainly want to distract people who are actually walking towards Allah. Because those who are not walking towards Allah, they have already. Done their job. Like they are not, they are really distracted. They are at a club, they are, they're they are doing all these things. They don't need to spend so much effort on them anymore. Those who they need to distract from the path of Allah are the people who are actually walking towards that path. So you went, so I understand that like when I walk in this path and I try to do more, right? It gets difficult. So these are the things that get uh, I, I, I struggle with my identity, communicating with my family, and also I'm uh, just trying to be a better Muslim.
1: Yeah, so thank, thank you so much, Kevin uh, for, for sharing that. I think, you know, with, um, with Islam, a lot of times we are told that Islam is a way of life, right? We are, we are given guidance on how to do every single thing, right? Not a lot of Muslims know, but we, you know, we're even given guidance to, you know, how we deal with our money, you know, how we deal with our family, how we deal with, you know, even things like how, how we eat, how we go to the toilet. Uh, and, you know, Islam already follows our moral compass. Right. And it, it tells us to do things that we know that are good. Uh, and it prevents us to do things that we know that are bad. Uh, and it basically controls our desires. Uh, so last question, before we actually uh, end off this, uh, you know what what actually motivated you to, to actually start off Convert Central?
0: Why we started Convert Central was actually very circumstantial. Uh, we actually started Convert Central in the middle of the uh, pandemic, the first circuit breaker. Before that, Commerce Central was just like a class project for one of the causes in Dharu Akam, which actually brother Abbas is also part of. Uh, he has a very interesting sticker project that uh, maybe we can bring into Commerce Central sometime in the future. Um, We, we continued that project. We decided to continue because we realized that the circuit breaker was actually something that cut off a lot of support for the converts community because Arakam is no longer open and most of the events in Dara they were physical at that point of time. So we realized that there was a there was a big gap uh, and the gap became even wider because of circuit breaker and even wider then because it was approaching Ramadan and especially for newer converts that, you know, maybe the day that I converted I spent almost a full day at Dara because I was talking to so many people who were teaching me about Islam but shortly after they shifted, Dara shifted to online conversion. So, like, Converts don't even have the privilege of being at dollar Come anymore uh, physically. So, we decided that this was maybe our calling to continue. And honestly, I, I personally really like talking to converts about their stories and, and you know, finding gems that really um, will help other people with their own experiences. So, I also decided that to step up and to host in a more professional way. So, that was really why Convert Central started. Um, looking back, if you had brought, brought the same experience of Commerce Central maybe to 2017 or 2016, I don't think we would have continued. So it's really Allah's wisdom, Allah's perfect plan that He, he allowed Commerce Central to, to, to become a, as it is today, brought many good team members to, our, to join our team, to help with our initiative, many dedicated volunteers and people who continue to make dua for us every day. So, Alhamdulillah, uh, that's why Commerce Central came to be.
1: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. I think, um, you know, speaking for a lot of people, uh, you know, all of the listeners here, uh, I think whatever they have done has actually benefited a lot of people. Um, you know, hearing like, you know, what these conversations are actually going through, you know, and feeling very blessed to actually be able to live. Uh, you know, so throughout all these, you know, a lot of episodes that you have already done, uh, you know, what would what you think is the the highlight of your Conference Central journey so far? Okay.
0: Um, I, for podcast recording-wise, right, I love talking to certain speakers because they are so funny and they are so engaging. And one of the speakers that I really love recording with is brother Ali. Uh, the things that he shared, the things he said, the jokes that he makes are really so on point and he really, he really has a way to make me smile. And that was probably one of my most uh, enjoyable podcast recording sessions right? because we are also close uh, in person as well. Um, my favorite moments in Common Central will actually be meeting our team members and our volunteers because ultimately, devoid of people, right? Common Central is essentially, if you take the people out, we're just making podcasts and that doesn't really impact uh, a lot. And how we impact much more is getting people involved in the initiative to, to, to take a stake in the, in the initiative in, in their own community and get them to contribute. So my favorite parts of, of being in Commerce Central are, will be the monthly meetings with our team members. We meet every month. We just had our, our, our meeting for May, uh on Zoom uh, because it's, it's, it's COVID, right? So I love meeting them. I love listening to them. I love seeing their passion for this small initiative that started with 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 me and the team of converts that were in the in, in the class last year and it's so refreshing always and it pushes me to continue working hard for the community because i know that there are people that might not be directly even involved in the in the community and the kind of benefits they were trying to bring but are still so passionate to to help us continue doing what we do so yeah favorite podcast experience and favorite team experience i guess every every month i'm getting my favorite experience so i have nothing short to c- complain about thank
1: you so much so all for all you listeners out there uh, you know Confidential, Central you know like my brother given it's not only a podcast uh, we are a community as well uh, we are always actively looking for, for speakers we are always actively looking for volunteers uh, and you know we, we hope to to bring this experience you know uh, you know we actually did our last Eat event as well where we actually met uh, you know we had be able to talk to some of our listeners some of our um, participants on that day uh, so do you need, inshallah, uh, you know, Conference Central, we have a lot more of these activities coming up, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot more uh, speakers sharing their experiences, uh, and also a lot more interesting topics for both Converse and also uh, born Muslims as well. Uh, thank you so much again for for sharing, Radha Uh So what, what advice would you give to, you know, our new muslims you know who have probably have just converted uh for you know maybe converts have you know just recently or maybe those that have actually converted for quite a while
0: um i would say that for those who are new to islam or coming back to islam and don't have a very intimate understanding of islam yet probably at this point of time in your in in in, in our lives these things, things happening around us right can be very confused uh some emotions that you might not know how to handle uh you know, as we are looking at our news on social media, what's happening overseas and locally. So my advice actually will be will cater towards that uh, because I feel that it's, it's affecting quite a number of us. Um, If you can't do anything externally to to, to help or benefit the situation, but you can always do something internally to, to learn from that situation and to help yourself in your deen. And that is also a way to you know, contribute to the situation because Allah says that when we do something good, the person that inspires us to do good will also get the reward. So if we, if we allow these people to be our inspiration, our source of goodness, then they too get the rewards in the hereafter. So that's one way that we can manage these emotions. If you don't know what to do, you don't know how to help them, look inward, you know, more than we are looking outward. So that's that. Um, For, for most of us who are new to Islam, then... We can start by learning Tawhi and understanding the names of Allah. And that will actually help us a lot in this process of reflecting on what's happening on the on the world outside. So, so yeah, that that will be my situation, uh, my, my advice for almost all Muslims out there, in fact.
1: Uh so I think with that, um, we will actually end off this uh session today with our brother Siddiq. Uh maybe you know we'll get you to to read uh Tazbi Kafala and us and
0: Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika mm. ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik bismillahir rahmani rahim wal asil al insana lafi khus illal ladina amanu wa amilus salihati wa tawassaw bil haqqi wa tawassaw bisabr ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy and protect those of uh, of the ummah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam alhamdulillah rabbil alamin assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi barakatuh